Hi, I'm Lisa. And I'm Diana. And this is Pillow Fort Chillers, where we talk about crime, cryptids, and everything creepy that keeps us up at night. And there's a lot of it. And today, we're going to be talking about the Ken McElroy murder, which is probably one of my favorite cases. Remember, we did say that the next case was going to be a murder, but maybe justified? What do you think? Are there any murders that you think are justified? Or are you like a... Are you, um... What's the word? Not chaotic good, but it's the other one. Lawful good. Are you lawful good? You think the justice system should always prevail? Because it didn't this time. It really didn't. And honestly, okay. What do you think I am? What do I think you are? I think you're a chaotic good. I'm definitely a chaotic good. Ooh. uh, That is hard. I think you're either so it's it's lawful good and then there's neutral good or what is it yeah it's neutral okay Ooh. honestly a chaotic neutral i think i am too oh my god i got it yes no i think you i'm definitely a chaotic good sometimes neutral good but definitely a chaotic good but you no, you're chaotic neutral for sure yeah yeah i've been known to dabble Dabble. And the evil. <laughs> we should we should go over each person in each case and talk, or like, you know, people in cases <laughs> and talk about what we think they are on the chart. Yeah. This, Ken McElroy. Chaotic evil. Chaotic evil. Chaotic evil. Chaotic. Hands down. Everyone else in the town, lawful evil. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm, chaotic good. Depending on how you look at it. Chaotic neutral? True neutral. (laughs) Depending on how you look at it. I would say vigilante justice might be a little lawful evil. Lawful evil? Because Mm. it's evil that you're, you're... Okay, but like the person... Taking a life. The person who killed the the murderer, lawful evil. But the people were just complicit. So wouldn't that just make them kind of like neutral or like maybe chaotic neutral? Yeah, they would probably be a chaotic neutral. Because I'm telling you right now, if I were one of these town folks, I, I would have been. Seen, I, I, I wouldn't I have seen see nothing. Nothing. I don't know nothing about nothing. Nothing. I didn't nothing, see nothing about nothing. So today's drink of the day is a vodka Red Bull for me, and I'm just drinking a Corona, which is weird for both of us because you know we have our we have our cups, you know, our fancy like you know girlfriend mm-hmm. cups. And I don't normally drink beer out of a cup with a straw. <laughs> and I typically don't drink Red Bull with a straw. Like, But you know, I'm switching it up today. I'm straight trash and normally when I make a vodka Red Bull, I'll just drink some of the Red Bull out of the can and then pour the vodka into the can and give it a little... Does that make you trash? A little bit, yeah. Like trailer trash? Yes. I do not live in a trailer. I live in an apartment. I'm apartment trash. Is in an apartment... The trailer of the house world? No, a trailer <laughs> would be the trailer of the house world. But a trailer is a car. Are you talking about like a mobile home? What is a trailer park, Lisa? Yeah, but those are like RVs like a lot of the time too. You don't ever see RVs at trailer? Like when I think trailer trash, I think like someone in an RV. I guess mobile home. 
I don't know because I lived in Georgia and let me tell you, like you would see the outsides of the homes and you'd be like, wow, that looks really trashy. And you go inside, that's like a mansion. People, people do up there and they, they leave the outside looking really ugly because they don't want anyone to know how good, how nice it is on the inside and all their stuff that they have. I'm telling you right now. So we live in Southern California. I've been, you know, looking at houses and stuff. I've been looking at some of these like mobile homes or manufactured homes that are in like trailer parks. Some of them are super fucking nice on the inside. Yeah. Super nice. I like, was like you go okay, in girl. and you go in and it's like freaking archway and like flat screens yes. and really nice like three thousand dollar leather couch. But on the outside it looks like garbage. It looks like it belongs in a trailer. But park. they do that because they don't want robbers to know they got some rich people stuff on the inside and then their mortgage is super low. Honestly, it's like I am going to say that I do not have patio furniture because I don't want people to think that we have patio furniture money. In reality, it's because we don't have patio furniture money. I don't want them to know that we don't have patio furniture money. Yeah. You know what? Put dining room table <laughs> chairs outside. That won't really work. Really throw them off. I don't have dining room table chairs. I have dining room table benches. We need to go to a thrift store. Savers. Stop. Say less. This has gone off the rails. Yeah. A little bit. Anyway. We really are two squirrels with ADHD. We need to, Oh, yeah. Her boyfriend said we're like two squirrels with ADHD, and I resent that. I mean, it's true, but you didn't have to say it. He also said that we share a brain cell, and only one of us can have it at a time. Like I said, it's true, but, like, you don't have to say it. You know. Anyways. Whatever. So today we're talking about Ken McElroy, the man who was murdered by the entire town where he lived. Which is super fun. So Ken um, was born in 1934 and was the 15th of 16 children. My uterus could never. <sighs> Mm-mm. Women back then were just built different. That wasn't even like that long ago. I think they just, I think she was just. 1934 was quite a long time ago. It was almost 100 years ago. That's not that long in the grand scheme when you think about women, you know. Like, 16 kids? Like, girl. You busy. Duggars, what's up? Anyways, they were a poor migrant family um, and lived in multiple places between Kansas and the Ozarks, but finally settled in Skidmore, Missouri. Um, Skidmore. Yeah. Never been? Don't want to be. Well, now that he's not there, it might be okay. So, I don't know. I've been to Missouri, and I can tell you there's a reason why they call it that state Missouri. Sorry if you're from Missouri. I think the people from St. Louis are really going to be mad at you right now. What? Okay, look. I served in the military in Missouri, so maybe I'm a little bit biased. But it was really cold, and then it was really hot and humid, and I just didn't like any of it. But I'm from California, so I think that... I think think that's the problem. I think Californians are just bougie about weather. What what flag? Wet flag. <laughs> Watch out for wet flags. <laughs> Which Ken McElroy was a walking red flag. He dropped out of school at age 15 in the 8th grade. Which, let's start with the fact that that math is not mathing. So he's already doing He was bad. 15 in, in the 8th grade. grade. Girl. Yeah. Read a book. 
Yeah. They held him back so many times. They just said, you know what? Get out. <laughs> you much. You dumb. Yeah. You dumb as hell. So after he left, you know, being a super eighth grader, he became the town nuisance with a reputation of cattle rustling, which I don't. The Californian in me doesn't know what that is, but it sounds like it's a very nuisance to these cows. So please stop doing that. Cattle rustling? Quit um, rustling the livestock. Yeah. He was a small time thief, but the main thing was he was a womanizer and not in the fun Britney Spears way. You're a womanizer, womanizer. Oh, you're a womanizer, baby. You, you, you are. You know, I bought that album in New York City in Times Square. When I was 13. Slay. And the Lady Gaga album. And a Nickelback album. I didn't know until I was older that Christina Aguilera's Genie in a Bottle was about rubbing herself in a place that was inappropriate. And then, you know, take 10-year-old me in the backseat of the van. I'm a genie in a bottle. You better run me the right way. My family just laughing. And I thought they were laughing at me because I was singing and not because I was talking about... You know that song by Shaggy? It wasn't me. Mm. Singing that with my chest. Mm. At like eight or nine. Mm. Whole chest. Mm. And then they wonder how we turned out this way. In the third seat in the Winnebago. It wasn't a Winnebago. What the fuck? The Windstar. I have trauma. Elroy was suspected um, of being involved in the theft of grain, gasoline, antiques, and livestock for more than two decades, but somehow avoided conviction when he was charged with with anything. He was charged 21 times and never got convicted of anything. So let me just start by saying, one, the system's fucked, especially back here in... The olden days in Missouri. And you know what? Like, I understand if this was, like, hundreds of years ago. And, like, you know, we didn't really have the same kind of controlled chaos that is the political system and the judicial Mm -hmm. system. But, like... At this point, it was almost 1950. This was just crazy. Because it was, like... It's, like, we either had the dumbest judge presiding over or he had just... The best lawyer I've ever heard in my life. Or both. I mean. And I think it was also like people just didn't want to deal with him. He was a very intimidating person. And unfortunately a lot of the times that the charges were dropped was because because people would say he intimidated witnesses out of testimony. Well, it's crazy because you'd think nowadays when the judicial judicial system doesn't want to deal with someone, they just lock them up instead of not locking them up. Yeah. Oh, how times have changed. I know. A lot of times, um, charges were dropped because people would say that he intimidated them out of testifying. Quite frankly, I've seen pictures of this man. I could take him in a parking lot of the Denny's. He was so unremarkable. I really, honestly. He was just like an average, unremarkable person. Yeah. He must have really had an energy about him that was very scary. I mean, he was... Based on the stuff that people say about him and the things that he did, he he almost seemed like he could definitely have been, like, a sociopath. Yeah. He definitely was at least narcissistic. McElroy actually fathered more than ten children with different women. No specifics on how many women there could have been. But there was just multiple mothers and ten children. 
Um, and he met his last wife, Trina McLeod, who was born in 1957 and was just 12 years old and in the eighth grade. This guy was just posting up outside the middle school or I guess grade school. I don't know if sometimes it's like middle school, it's high school. Eighth grade was my middle school, but for some people it's high. He was just outside the grade school, just mm-hmm. like, where's my child? And clearly, she was smart enough to be in the correct age group when you're in the eighth grade. Um, I just, I don't understand how, like, imagine that now. It's just a, he, imagine that yeah. now, in this day and age, like, mm-hmm. oh my god, like, you, you, like, some creep out there, they just, like, let this happen. Well, the thing is, is her parents were opposed to the relationship at first and was like, Absolutely the fuck not. Yeah, but the school didn't, like, say, hey, don't sit outside this grade school and wait for a 12-year-old. Well, I don't you know grown he man. waiting outside the school. No, he would just post up and pick her up after school. Oh, yeah. Just outright. Yeah. No, he straight up did, and... Yeah, but they don't know. Literally, like, almost every single person this guy came in contact with during the duration just like of his life... Was useless and complicit. Mm-hmm. Completely and utterly useless and complicit. And yeah. honestly, like, I don't know how you could live with yourself being mm-hmm. that useless. And her parents tried to stop the relationship. But Ken, Kenny Boy burned down their house and shot their dog. Um, and after, and told them, you know, I'll stop ruining your life if you let me marry your child. And so they said Yes. And they fled and left her with him. Mm-hmm. Yep. What yep. a couple of losers. Yeah. I mean, I get it. He burned down your house, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, can't you flee with your kid, with your 12-year-old? Put her in the freaking trunk and drive away. Like, yeah. you straight up were just like, okay, you know what? We can make another one. 12, that's fine. We've got yeah. time. Yeah, so clearly she was a victim of rape, um, you know, as not only a minor, but... Yeah, but crazy. also non-consensual. Um, she became pregnant at 14 and dropped out of school in the ninth grade and went to go live with Creepy McFuckface over here. Babies having babies. Yeah, with his second wife, Alice, who still lives with him. And also, fuck you too, Alice, for being complicit. I know you're probably dead, Alice, but, like... I hope you're fucking dead, Alice. You're garbage, Alice. Garbage. Garbage. Anyways, turns out uh, McElroy divorced Alice to marry Trina in order to escape statutory rape charges of raping her. Crazy, dude. So there's that. 16 days after Trina gave birth, both she and Alice fled to Trina's mom and stepdad's house. And according to court records... Can track them down, brought them back, and you guessed it, later returned to shoot yet another family dog and burn down this new house. Yeah. You're two for two, guy. Yeah. Can you stop? Stop. Yeah. So that's, he just killed two dogs. Why the dog? Yeah. Why why the dog? It's just emotional manipulation, apparently. Like, why the dog? Yeah. What did the dog do? the dog doing what did the dog do rest in peace rest um, in peace. so 
as we've alluded, Ken does meet his timely demise. Thank God. Loser. So these are kind of the events leading up to him getting killed. Based on Trina's story, McElroy was indicted in June of 1973 for arson, assault, and statutory rape. Indicted. Yes. Not not arrested, not like fully convicted, just indicted. Um, he was arraigned and released on a $2,500 bail. And if you're curious, like I always am whenever I hear an amount of money years ago, $2,500 in 1973 with inflation is roughly equivalent to about $17,124.27 to be exact. So, around $17,000. Still but, not a very large bail for what he's done. But, but also the thing is, is he only has to pay 10% of that to actually get let out. Which is crazy. He's a flight risk arson which is always a really big red flag mm-hmm. for murder raping a 12 year old 14 year old yeah it's crazy i'm telling crazy. you this whole town was afraid of him crazy dude crazy yeah so trina and the baby were put into foster care um in a home in maryville missouri um mcelroy was said to have sat outside the foster home for hours on end uh staring at the house um, and he actually told the foster family that he would trade girl for girl to get um, her his child back. Not even Trina, just the baby. Um, and told the foster family that he knew where their biological daughter went to school. Of Ew. course, additional child charges were filed for this. And finally, someone's not fucking around with this man. On July 27th, uh, 1976, a farmer in Skidroy... Skidroy? Skidmore? Skidmore? Named Romaine Henry, which I swear if Google fucked with me on this one and his name was not actually Romaine Harry, I'm going to be real pissed. But the thought of a farmer named Romaine is very funny. Anyways, said that this Romaine Henry guy said that uh, McElroy shot him twice with a shotgun after Henry asked him not to shoot weapons on his property. Please don't shoot your weapons on my property. Shoots him twice. Bang, bang, bang. Yeah. Shotgun. Twice. Yep. The Like, the nerve. While the, he's the, out on bail. The absolute nerve While of he's this out guy. on bail. I know. This guy has just got, just nads. He's just got gall, man. Like. Biggest balls I've ever seen. What is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. He was charged with assault with intent to kill. Attempted murder. As he should be. Um, and denied, but he denied he was ever at the scene. The case dragged out without a set court date. You know, appeals and injunctions and shit. Henry states that McElroy parked outside of his home at least a hundred times during this period. Get a job. Yeah. What are you doing with your day? Yeah. At the trial, though, after, you know, it was actually set, um, and they, it goes to trial, two raccoon hunters, which that just breaks my heart um it's random and testified that they were with um mcelroy the day of the shooting and they were not near henry's property when they were with him mcelroy was acquitted because the system sucks and he's he a bitch what a loser and this section i have aptly titled thank god he dies <laughs> thank god he dies that's the uh, title of my next book 
Bestseller. Yep. New York Times. In 1980, one of McElroy's many children got into an argument with a cashier at a local grocery store owned by Ernest Bo Bowenkamp. Because Ernest. Yeah. Because his hooligan was following in his dad's footsteps and trying to steal some fucking candy. Apple didn't fall far from the tree. Was he stealing it because he was following in his footsteps? Or was he... Did he just not know any better? From what I understand, this was a teenager. He was being a loser, too. He was being a fucking loser. And the guy was was just like, hey, can you just, like, put that candy back? You didn't pay for it. Yeah. So, Daddy Dearest started stalking the Bowenkamp family. Over candy. Yeah. And threatened sweet old Bo with a shotgun behind his grocery store. Keep in mind, Bo is 70 years old. Yeah. That's where I draw the line. There is just something so particularly ugly about people that prey on the vulnerable. Children, old people. Children, elderly, disabled, mm-hmm. mentally unsound. There's something so particularly evil about yeah. that. If you, I'm telling you right now, if I ever see someone bullying an elderly person in public, I got some shit to say. You're throwing, I'm throwing down on the spot. Yep. On the spot. I mean, I'll speak up if anyone is like, yeah, obviously. is like picking on, but like, if I see you messing with an elderly person, a child, LGBT, uh, a disabled person, I'm throwing down. You're catching these hands. Yeah. In the next week. Mm hmm. You're getting a 40 ounce hydro flask in the dome. And you're getting the, uh, you're getting the, the Diana special. No, what is that? The the drink. Oh, the twisted tea to you get, the face. You're getting the twisted tea. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what you're getting. <laughs> Unfortunately, he ended up shooting Bo in the neck, which he managed to survive. But McElroy was arrested on attempted murder charges again. Survived getting shot in the neck as a 70-year-old. What a baller. Yeah, he's a G. Um, he was convicted of assault at the trial, but freed on bail pending appeal. What the fuck, Missouri? Like, what the fuck was up, Missouri? He had been already in and out, in and out, in and out. Like, did nobody think, hey, maybe we don't give this guy bail this time. Mm-hmm. He's a flight risk. He's already being arrested, doing committing crimes while on bail, shooting people in the net. Like, 100% irredeemable garbage person, and we're just letting him out for, like, jump change? Mm-hmm. Like, who, who... I'm sure the fucking prison was filled with black people that they were conducting. Oh, yeah, it was like the 70s. In Missouri. Immediately after being released um, on bail, McElroy went to the local D&D tavern with an M1 Garand rifle with a bayonet attached. Keeping it classy. Civil War style, man. And made some pretty graphic threats about Mr. Bellencamp to inside the the tavern. Several patrons inside the par apparently had enough and banded together to see what they can do legally to prevent Mr. Robert E. Lee over here. The sheriff for Nodaway County, down Estes, which Nodaway County is, you know, encompasses Skidmore, suggested that they form a neighborhood watch. So Hold they- on, I just need to I need to I need to reiterate that just for those in the back mm-hmm. or hard of hearing. The sheriff mm-hmm. said, oh, 
maybe form a neighborhood watch. For this fucking man who has shot two people. I'm sorry, officer. But what are we, what are you paid for again? Neighborhood watch for this dangerous man who's already attempted to kill multiple people? Insert that meme of Kermit drinking the tea. Like, um, what are you doing with your free time? Eating donuts. I can't. I can't. That is just the most asinine. Like, what are you saying right now? Excuse me, officer. How can we stop this dangerous man from terrorizing our town? Oh, I don't know. Form a a neighborhood watch. Write a letter. Form that neighborhood watch and let me know if anything happens. Sign a petition. Yeah. Sorry, can't help you. I don't know who could. Yeah. Thanks, Sheriff. Yeah. Crazy. On the morning of July 10th, 1981, the townspeople meet up at the Legion Hall with the sheriff to discuss how to protect themselves, how to do this whole neighborhood watch thing. Meanwhile, McElroy's appeal hearing was delayed again. So he was at the D&G Tavern with Trina. Why is he not rotting in a cell right now while they wait for his appeal? Exactly. Word gets back to the town people that he is nearby and they were instructed by Sheriff Estes to not confront him um, and instead form the neighborhood watch, you know. For a guy that already got convicted for shooting a 70-year-old man in the neck and served, count it, zero days of jail time. Mm -hmm. The townspeople, after they were told by the sheriff, you know, don't confront him. Just form your neighborhood watch. They were like, oh, yeah, totally. You're right. Let's be smart about this. Sorry, were, Sheriff. I don't speak English anymore. Yeah, they were like, Sheriff, you're you're so right. See you later, alligator. Sheriff took off and the townspeople were like, psych! They all run over to the tavern together. So the entire town goes. <laughs> like a full-blown traditional angry mob. Yeah. So after McElroy finishes his drinks, he buys a six-pack of beer um, and leaves the bar and gets into his truck with Trina. Someone shot McElroy while he was sitting in his trunk. In his trunk? In his truck. In his, in his truck. In his truck. He was not in the trunk. He's he was so in the drunk truck. he got in the trunk. <laughs> Blasted him away. He was shot several times, but there were two fatal shots one from a centerfire rifle and one from a 22 caliber rimfire rifle. I'm pretty sure he was shot five times. Well he was shot several times but two of them which were confirmed fatal Mm. were with two different rifles. Oh no our table it's broken. We know for sure there were at least two shooters with two deadly shots. All in all there were 46 witnesses to the murder including Trina who was in the truck when Ken got shot. Luckily, she did not get shot. She was not hit at all. Ken was dead. Um, No one called an ambulance. Trina actually got out of the truck and called the ambulance. Nobody, 46 witnesses and mysteriously, nobody called an ambulance. I bet there was like that one guy that was like, we should call an ambulance. And everyone just went. This would have been my, no, my face would have been like this. Put it down. Put the phone down. Put it down. You didn't see anything? You didn't hear anything? Put it down. He's fine. He's fine. Eventually, Trina called the ambulance. 
they arrive, you know. And it seems like Trina's the only one who was able to identify the gunmen. She says there's only one. We know there's more than one. Because there had to be, right? Because the way that he he was shot so fast by two different weapons. Well, there was at least two different weapons. At least two different weapons. Yeah. I mean, I guess technically you could pull a weapon. You can draw a second weapon pretty quickly. They were both longer rifles. Yeah. So it's kind of like it's unrealistic for someone to have been able to draw a second rifle and then, you know, handle that, fumble, run off, get away. Well, I think all the 46 witnesses standing there were like, clearly no one ran and got away. Or they had their gun in their ass. Somebody ran. Somebody had to. They, like, they, like, ducked them through the crowd under their arms. They're like, go, 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 go. It's fine. Just go. Just go. Hide behind me. Some, like, Mama, like, hid it under her, her, under her hoop skirt. Like. Someone probably threw it in a car nearby. Amazing. The rest of the witnesses claimed to not be able to identify who fired the fatal shots because they were not concerned about the other shots that were not fatal or the ones that didn't actually hit Ken. They were only worried about those two fatal shots the da declined to press charges and the federal investigation also did not lead to anyone being charged with his murder because like i said all of those 46 witnesses except for trina basically said see no evil sorry can't tell you went blind that day it was crazy (laughs) you know what oh my god i left my eyes at home there was a solar eclipse everything went black for about 30 seconds so crazy it was crazy god just turned off the lights honestly like i just it was so dark like i oh my god i left my vision like in my other pants so crazy yeah trina did file a five million dollar wrongful death lawsuit against the town of skidmore the county the sheriff the mayor, and the person she accuses of killing Ken McElroy, Del Clement. They settled out of court for $17,600. Do you think she cared about him and she was had Stockholm Syndrome and actually was genuinely upset that he was dead? Or do you think she just wanted to get that money? From what I understand, she genuinely was upset about his death. Poor thing. I'm she not so going to diagnose her, but. I mean, yeah. he was abusing the crap out of her. But I mean, she had to have just been mentally unsound. And with the, the relationships that he held, they were like dependent on him. So they mm-hmm. probably, she probably felt really lost without him. Yeah. Because he controlled every aspect of her life. But yeah. poor thing. But I mean, hey, she got some of that bag. Well, she got $17,000. I said some. Of her $5 million lawsuit. Still, though. Let's, let's let's see how much it is. And when they settled out of court, no one admitted guilt. So. So 17000 would be, in 2023, roughly $116,000. Yeah. $116.5. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad for getting that bag, but at the end of the day... That's how much the city, the county, the sheriff, the mayor, and the person, Del Clement, value Ken McElroy's life to be worth. I think it was more her emotional distress. So they settled out for that amount with no one admitting admitting guilt. So to this day, it's still unsolved. Um, And Trina ended up dying of cancer in 2012 on her 55th birthday. That's the story of Ken McElroy, the man who was murdered by the entire town. I wonder who did it. I don't think we'll ever know. No, we'll never know. But I hope that 
I hope that, that it felt good. What a relief it must have been. To from just... what I understand, like, yes, we went over all of the big things. From what I understand, though, that this man bullied the entire town. Like, everyone yeah. in that town had an issue Because it was him. a small town. So, yeah. like, he made sure that everyone got a piece. And, yeah. like, he, he was, was so ugly. He was not stingy with his bullying. And it's just, like... Can you just imagine the relief everyone must have felt when he was finally dead? And it was just kind of like the, like, I'm free. Mm-hmm. I'm finally free. Yep. It's like uh, in Monster House when she dies. And he's just like, I'm free. I'm finally free. You don't think so? Ask me if I've seen Monster House. Oh. Someone will get it. You get what I'm saying? I thought he was sad, and then he's like, I'm finally free! I hope Whatever. that's how she felt. Trina. Maybe towards the end, or, like, later. But I think mm-hmm. at the beginning, she probably didn't know what to do with herself. Yeah. Because, I mean, she was young. Even when he died, she was how old? She was born in the 50s, and he died on the... In 81. So she was 30 mm-hmm. something. Yeah. 20 some, tw- late 20s. It's young. Yep. But she would've been brainwashed since she was how freaking old, you know? 12, 12 yeah. years old. It's girl really sad. Did, a girl didn't know what hit her. I just, you know, I I I do believe this is a justified murder. Oh yeah, for sure. Kill that man, man. For sure. The thing is is that if the if the justice system hadn't failed, and they actually locked him up. Okay, you know, some people will be like, ah, oh, it's just death sentence, blah, blah, blah. But, like, it was failure after failure after failure in every way possible. And these people, every time he would get arrested, they were like, maybe this time, maybe this time. And then he would just get out. Or he'd get convicted and then let out on bail and serve zero, zero jail time. And they're like, oh, my God, please keep him locked up. Yeah. To the point where they were like, you know what? I'm done. I'm so done. This guy, you guys won't do it, we'll do it. And they did. They sure did. They sure did. And you know what? I'm glad they did. I support it. I'm I'm glad they did. We love a we love a um king or queen that, you know, takes their life in their hands, you know? A little vigilante dash do the a little vid (laughs) a little vigil anti justice. Mm. You know, sometimes you just got to do it. You got to do what you got to do. Sometimes. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. I'm glad nobody snitched. Because they probably could have snitched and got some money or something. But everyone was just, like, tight-lipped. They were all a team, all a community. Ten toes down, baby. Tight-lipped, diamond hands. They were like, nah. I didn't see anything. Mm. Sorry. You know what I hope? I hope it was Bo, the 70-year-old mm. grocery store man who did that final shot. He deserved it. I hope so. Mm. Or, like, Bo's grandchild. Mm. Rest in paradise, Bo. Yep. We see you. And rest in pieces, Ken McElroy. Rotten hell. Devil's dancing on your spine right now. Bye. <laughs> and that's the story. Yep. Dang. What do you think? Do you think that um, any murder can be justified and that 
if the justice system fails, that people can eventually take the law into their own hands? Do you think that's a slippery slope? Yeah, and let us know if you were one of the witnesses in this crime, if you would have snitched so Mm. that we can block you. Mm. If you would have snitched, remember, snitches get stitches and don't get any bitches. How were we raised together? But I know that it snitches get stitches and end up in ditches. Oh. I mean, potato, potato. Tomato, tomato. We'll see Do you, you on see the how episode. she'll kill... Th- I'm lawful good and she's chaotic evil? I won't... She'll kill them. I'm just saying you don't get any bitches. Alright, we'll see you next week. Bye! Bye!